post. What the fuck is post-COVID? <laughs> That's not a real thing. I think it's a religious concept. You know, kind of like the rapture. Well, you know, sort of like how, um, you know, smallpox stopped being a thing for Europeans because they all kind of had it a little bit. Do you think that some people had smallpox nostalgia? I mean, I'm certain there were businesses that relied on the presence of smallpox. The blanket industry? I don't know. That, that might have been a swing and a miss. Just no, like... no, the blanket industry uh, reoriented towards imperialism. Oh, wow. I just felt myself sink a little closer to hell. <sighs> Man, I can... Like, you ever just look down and see your ankles are a little dirty? A little dirty. They're, you know, just a little bit scalded from, you know, being sitting in... I don't know. What's there? Lava? Lava just... Brimstone? What is? What the fuck is brimstone, anyway? What is brimstone? Because other than never, its stereotypical never, presence in hell, I'm not too plugged into that. It's never described in a context other than hell, so I don't actually know what it is. All right, so let's let's play the context game. We know that it must be present in Europe, right? Europe, yeah. Um, there are too many volcanoes in Europe because my first guess would be that it has something to. Do, I mean, I guess there are volcanoes in Europe. I'm pretty sure the most famous volcano was in Europe, uh, but but. I feel like the term brimstone is uh, a slightly newer word than the uh, than the word Pompeii. You see, this this is why we need a geology x theology course so we can present these things more clearly and understand them as adults. What the fuck is brimstone? Do you know how terrible it is when I'm shopping at the supermarket and the guy handling my credit card says, "Hey, could you identify the origin of brimstone?" And there I am standing like a fucking moron. You just. Whenever I go to the fucking grocery store, he asks me to name the five good emperors in the proper order, and, you know, sometimes I get it right. <laughs> oh, man, I think you would not have much of a problem in that theoretical version of the world. That is not a hard-knock Sam life. In fact, if he disagrees with your answers, you might get angry at him. There might be... This might be the source of a fucking Supreme Court case. Well, there's no controversy on what order the uh, the five good emperors, uh, you know, kind of came and went in. Uh, there is a little bit of controversy on whether uh, Antoninus Pius was, in fact, a good emperor or not. Although little enough information exists about his reign, you can only really speculate. The real challenge would be if uh, he tried to get me to name all of the emperors of the crisis years. That I cannot do, and I... Do not think anyone could if they are not actively a scholar of that particular period of Roman history. Want to hear everything you need to know about monarchy? Yeah. The number of good emperors being pared down to a clean five. Okay. It's, it's because it's not quite right. I think there were good emperors for a given whatever. <laughs> Fine, ACAB. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a, it's a, it was a, it's a, it was a term that gave a Abe. Abe. <laughs> um it was a term uh coined by Gibbon uh when he was writing the history of the uh, decline and fall of the Roman Empire uh he also chronicled its rise um so you know a little cool. bit of a misnomer there or, you know um but um they were just the five good emperors of the oh god what the fuck would they call it. Nerva and Antonine dynasty, right? Because um, Nerva was the first good emperor, but um, honestly, the did the sequels not measure up? No, he wasn't even that great. He was his his big triumph was uh, choosing Trajan as his successor. Man, 
There's a triumph pun in there that I really cannot make without just half of the audience blinking into the sun. Blinking, or and like I, I, about a quarter of the audience being like, "Yeah, that's an easy fucking pickings, assholes." <laughs> Next time, oh. bring your fucking A game. Also, I guess when you evaluate the quality of an emperor, there's a quality that uh, I think often goes overlooked in history for good reason. Because you should you should try to generally improve things. My favorite, but just a list of, but just a list of. Plate spinning presidents, monarchs, etc. Throughout human history, people who just didn't shit the bed. You got to hear about Elagabalus. Mm-hmm. Elagabalus. What was he? Just the emperor of near crisis? No, Elagabalus was uh, such a fucking trash fire um, <laughs> that if he, perhaps they, perhaps she, um, there's some conversation about all of that existed in today's world. How exactly do I put this? Will they be the main character of The Onion? I think they'd be way the fuck too into anime. Well, and hello, think, Helagopolis. And I think specifically they'd be way the fuck too into, like, Pretty Cure or something like that. Oh, boy. You know, I have never seen one of those, by the way. I I just know of their preeminence. It's just this, this monolithic thing. It's sort of like overlooking a mountain. Like, it kind of can't. It's huge. But, you know, you're, you're looking at it and you see the things in front of it that, rather than the mountain itself. If the disaster of modern civilization goes on for four or so more months, mm-hmm. I think I will have the time to load myself up with either sugar, a white powder, or a different white powder, and just do the fucking shoujo version of that Shonen Jump issue I did. The review binge. You could. I, there's like some good Joho out there. I feel like, and I'm just worried that I will come back. Change. I, Buddy, I've never we're heard. Already fucking changed. Where the fuck have you been since March? Rechanged. I'm already like three layers of changed in in my dumb autobiography. Okay, I just don't want to become the fucking pre-cured version of myself. Like I'm really hoping this sh- thing is mediocre to bad. I think it's gonna be pretty fucking samey. Uh, because because if you look. So I've been on TV tropes at the very least, right? I'll go through the character pages sometimes just because I'm fucking bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go through the character pages for every single Freddy Cure, I don't know how you could tell the main character of one Freddy Cure apart from another one if you were not actively a Freddy Cure stan. Because they all are wearing the same dress, have oh. the same color hair, <laughs> with the same fucking hair decorations. <laughs> Near as I can tell, the same power set, job, personality. I t- they are Legion. They are many, I guess. Like, yeah, I know. They've been basically riffing on Amuro Ray for the last 40 years. So, yes, glass houses, but still. <laughs> Excuse just... me. My glass house is beautiful, and the view of the sun allows me a clear view of other people's homes and the flaws within them. Now, see, that worries me, because imagine... Mm-hmm. Everything else about that series, I go in and I find out it's transcendent. Like the fucking plot structure, Why are art. People have been watching this, and then without being able to explain it to other people who have not been in the trenches I've been in, I have to walk through the world pre-cure pills. And I know myself. I'm a loud fuck. I'll have the T-shirt. Oh, like start conversations at work. Hey, are you into pre-cure at all? The person will just slowly distance themselves from me, or worse yet, ask the question. I'm not familiar with that. What's Precure? Well, 
Yeah, I've been having this similar problem lately, being as fucking into whiskey as I have been. As it turns out, the average person doesn't actually give a shit about what <laughs> bottled and bond means. And you know, if you come home with too much of either, people just start asking questions about how you're doing, how you're spending your time alone. Morgan certainly got questions. <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. Well, it was a lot of it. Um, maybe there should be more bottles considering the number that you started with. I've only emptied out one of them at this point. So you've really been doing a horizontal distribution of this it has been horizontal. It has been kind of horizontal. Every time I get too deep into one of them, I get started on like the tequila or something like that. Historically, I've not been too amazingly into tequila. This tequila, though. Very nice pivot. Shit. Very nice pivot. Now, believe it or not, drug habits and pretty cure... And I did not even plan this fucking transition, so thank you to the ancient gods for opening this one up to me, are related to the thing we are mostly talking about today. I mean, it could be that I was thinking about Pretty Cure because it kept coming up in this thing. Very possible, very possible. But we have been reading Way of the House Husband. This is a manga that's been kind of on the edge of my radar for a while because it has been uh, Morgan's favorite manga for about a year or two now. Uh, and they keep trying to get me to read it, and I finally did. Uh, and it's one of the best, funniest fucking things. I've had the fortune to enjoy a few good comedy manga lately. They've been good for my tone and not going on some kind of... I, I figured something out, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was going to say some kind of executive branch stabbing spree, but I didn't in a clause that you know, implied like, i was like, going to do it so it's still fine and i know something about this fucking show every time a comic or show is good i am 200 percent more likely to talk about killing the president <laughs> you know you so, know ironically in a parody sort of way in a, yes in a parody sort a of way fair so, use transformative sort of way so bad anime its main function has a good social function which is keeping me from answering several awkward questions to a secret service agent about really me and the executive awkward? branch. I feel like I'd have my answer all picked out <laughs> before I even got there. Well, like, yeah, it's true, but, you know, what, what if they're cute or something, and then you have to start one of those rom-coms? <laughs> Pretty sure that's... Like, raising Arizona for fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like myself. Idiots like myself. So Way of the House Husband is a bit different than a lot of the other comedies we've done on this program. Because most of them are sort of narratively hitched or narratively driven that we tend to cover, I think. Yeah, this is purely episodic, and it is... This is like borderline Nietzsche bros episodic. It's like the whitest kids you know. It is exceptionally one note. I do not I do not say that as a knock against it. It just, it just knows which way its fucking bread is buttered. I think I need to revise my criticism of One Punch Man because I really like this and I still cannot into One Punch Man as a comedy. Maybe because the joke here is just a better joke. I don't know. Sometimes that's possible. That's like sometimes if there's maybe the joke just feels fresher because okay, the thing that's shared here that, that I didn't spell out is that I often say that One Punch Man has one fucking joke and this structurally, if you were to take the frog apart does just really have one joke like it's just the juxtaposition between between this gangland past this and... man who looks like you know a character from the yakuza video games and prosaic life his domestic life i love how much the fucking author seems to love drawing food That's yeah it. this comic makes you hungry <laughs> it's like half of the time 
Here is the plot of a hypothetical chapter of Way of the House Husband that I am making up off the cuff right now. All right, welcome to Lego TV. Okay, I'm kind of picturing it now. Mm-hmm. While Tatsu and his wife Miku are out, you know, just on a weekend, something like that, Tatsu is made to wait for whatever reason as Miku does something. Knowing her in her off hours, she's she gets up to fucking weeb shit. Um, he um he has no clue about any of it. He's <laughs> he's fucking Ben Kessel in this household. Um, oh yeah. And uh, so so he has to go do something. He finds a video arcade, right? <laughs> Uh, and at this video arcade, there is, of course, a DDR machine. Uh, and the rest kind of writes itself. He looks terrifying while doing this, right? He, he, you know, like, he has a very friendly interaction with a couple of absolutely fucking terrified delinquents. <laughs> and a couple of just regular-ass teenagers oh, man. who I are enamored see- of this guy. I could see the line now, like, what them coming to the player two pad. He just gives them to say, like, you're stepping onto my territory. <laughs> and then, completely in jest. Completely in jest. Because he's a very easygoing guy these days. And the person just sees visions of the afterlife, which they imagine are headed rapidly towards. You kind of swerved me. You kind of swerved me. Did I think I? it's the right choice. But you said DDR, and I just imagined fucking Time Crisis was in there. And he goes in, and he grips that gun and cocks the thing that everyone just imagined this death storm. And he just gets domed in 40 seconds. He's like, damn, these games are hard. <laughs> I think that's also a valid, a valid interpretation of how that chapter could have gone. So do you think, when the show comes out, this thing is so sketch, right? So sketch-based. Ten I mean. minute episodes, I'm guessing. To, it, like, they have to either Looney Tunes it, or are these, is that where they awkwardly stitch these together? I hope they... They could awkwardly stitch them together. Here's the thing. Kaguya-sama never felt at all awkwardly stitched together, and all of those, all of those episodes, with you know a couple exceptions, are mostly just the vignettes or like the chapter-sized vignettes. You know, like there's three or four of them, and max three usually. I guess if you make some vignettes share a bus seat, they can form alternate A or B plots in a mm-hmm. woven basket. <laughs> the 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 only thing is that uh, Way of the House Husband has. Uh, I guess it has continuity. It's sort of, you know, understood that one chapter happens after another chapter, but it's not like there are any consequences that carry what over. It, only thing I really ask of you is just to remember that someone exists. It's kind of Looney yeah, Tunes esque okay. that. So this is Vasa. He's tried to Google how many guys one guy could take once, and that's all you need to really know about him. That is honestly probably my top three jokes in this fucking it is easily my top one joke i don't even know what like the other two are just fucking monster (laughs) give me a second i'm googling something so it's not a dialogue joke or a written joke or scenario joke but out of all of the murder stare gags and this one is fond of that it's pretty much one of its core premises here yeah i think that one of the original three that he gives the mob boss lady just had me giggling (laughs) well it's because this 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 guy's author. Uh, he likes constructing goofy tableaus. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the chapters end on a goofy tableau, uh, which will feature uh, Tatsu drawn, you know, as hyper, you know, yakuza-y and realistically. The, 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 th- the great thing about this is that he... He literally looks like he's from another manga. Like, he's drawn with yeah, a different it's... art style than everyone else in this book. It is very manga. well done. Um, this... <laughs> This manga is extremely well served by the art chops. Yes. I, um... <laughs> like, in a way that, like... What's the last thing that... 
I always come back to Pre- prison, prison school. school. Can I can I do a not prison school comedy manga comparison? Dig deep, Denard. Believe in yourself. GTO. Oh, I gotta get back to GTO. That was a good Fuck time. Yeah, I love GTO. <laughs> but but GTO. But GTO, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good but reference point for this. School's art had, was was transcendently beautiful sometimes. <laughs> you know, in God. its stupid, you know, kind of piss stain kind of way. Dude. Artfulness applied to low stakes is one of those autopilot routes to comedy that I oh, I, I will always no, I, there, just rock well with. And, and as I get older, again, I think I've mentioned this before on this show, scatological humor just gets funnier and funnier to me the older I get. I don't care about impressing anyone, <laughs> with how, you know, like how sophisticated the jokes I laugh at are. Poopy didn't get in the potty. There, it's great. Poopy didn't get in the potty, indeed. <laughs> oh, I also did like the gag where his foreign friend is basically suffocating himself to barbecue some meat in a Japanese apartment. Which... I, I didn't quite get to that chapter. It's a it's a thing. Um, <laughs> something that some of you will be excited by. Mm-hmm. I know that some of you are unenthused by what you might call uh, JoJo posting, just constant posting of JoJo memes, reaction faces. What may give you a reprieve until part six sort of breaks the door in again mm-hmm. is that just the one-off chapter ending reaction images from this comic are good enough that if the anime takes off, it might just be the reaction mine for a time. I would love that. Because this guy really loves his dialogue-free just closing panels of... It's that thing that Kaguya does in the middle of chapters a lot where, like, the environmental blackout and it's just... Yata, Tetsumita! That, yeah, that shit. It, that one right there, It's yeah. that, but he likes to put it at the end and it and it works well there. It's also... I don't know, it's, di- it's different. Most people like to put a sort of tag one-liner there. No, it's it's usually, again, usually a goofy tableau is what, is what closes this thing. Yeah. Uh, one, I, th- I think my favorite was uh, after... He'd gotten a cooking duel, because this is a manga, right? Um, mm-hmm. He'd gotten in a cooking duel with another former uh, Yakuza from, I'm pretty sure it was a rival clan. Uh, mm-hmm. And they they <laughs> took fucking pictures of it. Of it took fucking pictures of, you know, the product that they had just, you know, created with their phone. Uh, and then posted it on Instagram. Uh, and after... <laughs> And after Tatsu acquired a single like, and if you pay attention, it's his wife giving him that like. He won because the other guy got zero. And and then the chapter just ends with the other Yakuza just sitting there in defeat. And there are three images in your head. One is a little too subdued to take full advantage of this. One is a little too over the top and you sort of milk the joke dry. But he got the exact right level of this guy's reaction it's to this right situation. There. He's just... He's just He's sullen, right? It's not the corner of woe where he's getting snowed on and he's <laughs> biting a handkerchief or whatever. It's just he's there and you... You could just imagine him saying, You get a good Damn. window in on his pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoy that. Hey, so some of you are creative types. Some of you write or draw. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a comedy, and there are many kinds of comedy, so you don't have to make this kind. But if you're writing a comedy, you have no idea what to do. Really, one of the free routes is just the expressions yeah, and just, tones of one thing in another thing. Just draw people making goofy faces. It's great. You could you could go pretty far doing that. Like, you can just drop this steely-eyed Yakuza 4 mid-boss. 
into this domestic comedy, and I am still, I'm still rocking. Yeah, it's with still it. good. So unfortunately, there's not a whole lot else to say about Way of the House Husband. Um, but fortunately, mm-hmm. there's other stuff that we need to talk about. Uh, we've been just because we liked it, uh, continuing to watch Rent a Girlfriend. We have continued to watch Rent a Girlfriend. In which I will always have to double back on myself, make sure I didn't say rental girlfriend, because evidently I have some kind of wrong title speech disorder. Just I've, keeps um, happening. I think I've done it with dates names. I, I had this one um fucking friend in college who just fucking refused, refused to pronounce any of the um any of the proper nouns from Warhammer Fantasy correctly. Like, they were right the fuck in front of his face. Skirvin. Skirvin. The Emperor. Ulfric. <laughs> uh, well, Ulfric is just way too much Skyrim. Yeah, I think he's just playing too much Skyrim at that point in time. Um, But, okay, so, so Winter Girlfriend, right? Acquires some stupid anime bullshit that only makes the things that work about this show uh more apparent, I felt. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like the frog dissecting itself in a way. So the free-floating element that just is not scanning to all in our part scanning is, is very annoying is is that they introduced this new romantic writer. rival too right romantic rival too right who's this yeah you know, this blue-haired chick who's they never tell you what age she is but it's not a great one i don't think so i'm fascinated by the age question here because I, I don't quite remember well i guess kazi is probably 18 or 17 right he's 18 so he's between 18 or 19. He's 18 or 19. He's 18 or 19 because he's, he's a college freshman, so he's got to so, be somewhere around there. I'm kind of fascinated because all th- every version of this girl is annoying, mm-hmm. but it would make a, a different core gag for each number in my head. Because if she's 17, he's sort of just making his life harder. Mm-hmm. If it's 16, it's kind of in that amusing comic amusement. And if it's 15, he needs to put her in fucking detention or something <laughs> because... I No, uh, no. Bad boy. <laughs> no, you, you can't. Well, so do so not pass the, um, go. The sort of situation is that uh, he he begins getting. They don't say stalked, but you know that's what's happening. Uh, by his idiot friend's uh girlfriend, and I'm doing air quotes right there because she is quite clearly. Oh yeah, you guys are always missing girlfriend. some excellent visual gags on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's really just such a fucking shame that uh, that the the TV producer never noticed me. Um, I do most episodes in a handstand. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's getting stalked by uh, his friend's air quotes girlfriend, who was another rental girlfriend because... And then she threatens to all blow the whistle. Of X. She, she, she threatens to blow the whistle on his, uh, on his little fucking uh, operation unless she is allowed to be his actual girlfriend. And it's time some to watch this sort of unfold in front of you because i've seen this sort of shit a million times before and it, it does not endear the character to me at all and i don't know how it was supposed to she feels extremely familiar in a show that trades off on how fresh some of the stuff seems or at least audacious well what's interesting about this show what is good about this show right is uh that it's pathos does track it does feel real a whole lot of the time like you do and get I to the heart of guess, this guy and his loneliness yes. and i guess that's why she doesn't work because everything about her feels sort of artificial and yeah this isn't a real anime-y. person this is a character yeah like 
I'm not going to go so far as to say this is a character design because she does actually have a personality. It's just not a great one. <laughs> it's a very artificial one. So yeah. she is a character, but she's not very human. Uh, and T-800-esque. And her presence here, right? Uh, because, oh man, does she make her fucking presence known? It's like she's actively trying to... In- she's not just invading uh, this kid's <laughs> life. She's invading this show. You are being stalked by this character. You're being stalked by this character. And every time they can get away from the character, it's this honestly really interesting and sometimes kind of kind of sad, almost melancholy kind of uh, kind of feeling that you get as, you know, like these these uh these two characters, these two main characters sort of, you know, are only really able to tell one another the truth or are really only able to be truthful with one another because they can't be truthful with the rest of the world because you know like a the very rom-commy circumstances and b just because sometimes it's like that as you can see um sam was a strong member of uh, team hana and yes he will forgive god eventually but not until he has faced him uh, Hannah from Prison School. Uh, if any of you are wondering, yeah, there's uh, there's something very compelling uh, about hi, that. Hi, welcome to uh, a Weeaboo Hellra Prison School fancast. Stand till I fucking die. Um, there's something I find very compelling about that model of relationship, or just that kind of relationship arc, is just like two characters grow closer through um how much they understand one another, even if they are two different people they are very kindred spirits and they can be honest with one another mm. and do not need to bullshit one another uh and honestly cannot bullshit one another <laughs> in some circumstances uh in both of these circumstances both uh, the circumstances in uh, rent a girlfriend and uh that in prison school <laughs> and, i guess uh, there is something resonant to it maybe even one's personal preferences there ho ho could but, uh, be I, I what what i like is that uh when it's just the two of them, a whole lot of the time, it feels like they are. They have escaped from anime world, if only for a few moments. Anime world is like the secondary antagonist of rental girlfriend. Honest rental to fucking god, uh, it 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 feels like he's trapped there half the time, <laughs> and it, 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 he seems to be in such constant fucking high blood pressure ass pain. I feel like she is. The boat operator, like fucking Sharon, between our world and anime world, <laughs> and he's trying to collect the fare to escape. Or maybe I've been playing too much Hades. That's also very possible. You could have been playing a little bit too much Hades, yeah. Which I guess I should play. It is a good time. It's on many multiple it's things. On stuff. You'll find, you'll, 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 you'll find a version of Hades somewhere, I'm sure. It is on the platform. Yeah, interesting, interesting family relationship writing in Hades, but that's neither here nor there. Um, well, I like the re- interesting family writing um, in, or the interesting family relationship writing, there we go, uh, in Rent-A-Girlfriend, specifically his relationship with his grandmother. Um, this is... You're just trying to not disgrace yourself in front of someone who's going to be dead in five years. I feel like a little bit of a tourist um, watching this relationship play out because... Um, I think I I mentioned a couple episodes ago. I never really knew my granddad too amazingly well. You had a great story about him biting it. Yes. Um. <laughs> well, he was he was so close to that for the entire time that I knew him. Uh, he was just very fragile. I don't know. I I feel like I spent a when- grand total of maybe. 
30 some hours in his presence in my entire life right age and a certain lifestyle intersects it's almost like a version of watching evil fucking evil like yeah just how many late night whiskeys can he jump on this motorcycle also he is drinking on this motorcycle he is drinking on this motorcycle he has drank before he got on this motorcycle and once he is (laughs) off this motorcycle he's going to have a drink uh, so, so that's the thing. I, I never really had a relationship with a grandparent. Um, don't mm-hmm. even want to fucking talk about my grandmother. That's a whole other can of worms it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so that's why I'm saying that I feel kind of like a tourist here is because I'm, um, I didn't, I didn't have a family patriarch or matriarch, so to speak. So this kid's, uh, this kid trying not to disappoint the family matriarch is f- interesting. And it's not entirely foreign to me because I, I understand at the very least. I'm not familiar with it, but I understand. I've got a little it. more inside baseball on this one mm-hmm. because my grandmother's and mother died under the impression that I am a married Baptist. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. Elucidate. 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 Well, it's. Very simple. It's not a long story. It's a long story, but it's a short story in a way. Because I am Denard Dale, notable single reprobate atheist. And essentially, rom-com-esque circumstances conspired for a certain stretch of time. Was it rom-com? I feel like that's not the correct Psychological word. horror circumstances conspired for a certain stretch of time. I don't know. I've got a pretty bitter sense of humor. I think I would write my own fucking story as a comedy. Alternatively, this might be one of those fucking one bad day Joker cackling Batman strangling me in the corner moments. Definitely like a black romantic comedy where you can't even really apply the label romantic to it. It's great. It's great. She fell in love with a magician. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I think that's like, that's too strong a word. She just wanted to sleep with a magician. She did just want to sleep with a magician, which... The magician was Damien Eccles. It taught me something really important. Something can be too weird for you to be like instantly mad the normal way i yeah no that's the thing i've never actually had something that fucking stupid (laughs) um be inflicted upon me anyway so this is going on Mm -hmm. and at this point my mom is real sick and you know she is a big believer in the faith i think almost all jamaican or jamaican american humans of a certain age bracket are I think there's a switch I might even flip. I'm worried that when I turn 50, I will almost, my eyes will roll back in my head and I'll see the light of God and I'll come back and say, we must delete all episodes of this heathen podcast. The point, mm-hmm. and I almost do have one, is that due to her beliefs on, you know, me not going to hell and me not dying alone, mm-hmm. I kind of sort of kept the information door swung towards the idea that sorry i just don't get to church that often you know i just don't get to church that often and oh you know me and miriam as i just sort of fucking put bullets in eminem's gun (laughs) 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 oh shit i used their fucking name too i could have cut that one out nope anyway (laughs) the point i do have one is that i understand 
that you want them to leave the world in a certain tone and do you really need them to leave worrying about reality like what is real <laughs> or true honest yeah like well, if, you know, reality is, you know, what is created by us, then what is, who is to say that you cannot create another person's reality? You know, and, like, who's to say that it's not real? So, I think this also leads to, despite my general bitchiness about a lot of rom-com shows, I think I almost give this show a little more rope in terms of him just going through lying jump shots to keep it away from his dying grandma. Please, please, please. Because I have done... I've disappointed everyone in my life. I've disappointed myself more than anything. I can't disappoint her. Because you will go through fucking Mission Impossible Rogue Nation stunts (laughs) to avoid dealing with that conversation. I can believe that. It's, again, I feel like a tourist. It's fascinating. I've just never had to do anything like that. Also, uh, like the grandma here, my mom was hilarious. Here's a story. <laughs> I know exactly what story it is. Oh, going. you know exactly which one? Yeah. Okay. Just me and my sister in 2016 mm-hmm. going, man, this election's crazy. Can you believe this clown show? Yeah, I can't wait until this is over and put him behind us. And my mom, she stops just short of the Wizard of Oz Wicked Witch cackle and just says, you don't understand these white people that well, do you? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, actually, mother, 538 says. And so I sort of chuckle every time something happens politically. There were errors. Errors were. I just remember I was wearing. Okay. So uh, at a a thrift shop at one point, it was in the fucking West Village. At this uh, this Goodwill in the West Village, I found um, a white t shirt that had the 90s cup, uh, you know, kind of. the 90s cup pattern on it okay um and you know i i, I bought it immediately it was two dollars uh and uh, i was wearing it at one point while we were visiting um while we, we were visiting your mom what i had not noticed when i um when i bought it was that it did it was actually branded there's this uh stupid fucking facebook meme page called fuck jerry <laughs> yeah. um that that basically steals content rebrands it they've just started it's, it's just people. it's like a new gen albino black sheep e-bombs world kind that, of that sort of thing yeah uh they are without souls like i think there were someone pu- published like some sort of expose on this meme page and the people who work for it and they just they are they are fucking content zombies fucking cylons uh yeah so the logo fuck jerry which is it's just you know, it's in comic stands they don't really have a logo mm-hmm. it's sort of printed across one of the left i think like the left sleeve of this t-shirt right and here we are at your sweet god-fearing mother's uh, apartment uh, in Jersey. And I forget that that is printed on this thing. So as Beautiful. I pass by her on the way to or from the kitchen, she just asked me, what did Jerry do to you? <laughs> and I have to fucking leave the room. <laughs> it was it was a fucking achievement. Oh, I miss her so much. Me too, though I do get to steal 20 years of jokes now. But yeah, I miss her a lot. Ah, constantly. Oh, man. I can only fucking speculate what her take on the moment would be. Other than probably maybe three called shots. It did not look uh, uphill from, from here, from her perspective. 
So, by the way, even though... Sorry, not to drift race too hard in the directions of the episode. Mm-hmm. I will say that even though um, the last batch of episodes, and we are almost finished this season, have not been um, pitching as hot for a rental... Rent, uh, rent hyphen, uh, hyphen girlfriend. I am still enjoying the experience overall. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, it is the sort of aggravating anime elements that have been introduced that have highlighted just how strong the character writing is for the two principal characters. Mm. So... I almost wonder if I'm fucking getting worked here because maybe I am. <laughs> oh man, if she's just cutting the fucking Montreal promo singing <laughs> Oh Canada. <laughs> Playing fucking Brit's theme song and being like, who, who are you <laughs> expecting? <laughs> Amazing. Oh. It's, um... <laughs> we at least know from Mammy that they don't necessarily expect... <laughs> I know. There's I know. no good way to say it. There's no good way to say, say her name. I can only say it because I get like a 10% debuff on it from the black thing. But <laughs> I know from Mammy that. <laughs> oh, Sorry. I know from Aunt Jemima. <laughs> I know from... She's Aunt Jemima on this podcast now. I know from Aunt Jemima that the author is at least not committed to the idea that every waifu must be, for lack of a better term, face. Yeah, no, I think. I think there's something to that because mommy, <laughs> you pay attention to the fucking um to the fucking op. You know, you 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 will know straight up that she is the bad guy of this fucking show. There's yeah, a second and a half or so, less than that. Um, I missed it on my first run through. I missed it on my first fucking six. When I wasn't you, paying attention. When you see it, you'll shit breaks. Just... Yeah, uh, <laughs> haven't heard that one in a fucking while. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there is something to what you're saying in that, you know, we are introduced to what seems at first like a waifu gallery. And then it's just this collection of um, really not very pleasant people. I want to, because the internet is vast and this show is successful, mm-hmm. it has to be continued that exists. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to meet the non-ironic Mammy ex Kazia shippers. I mean... Zutarans still exist. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> uh, when it comes to Avatar or Korra, we are always willing to reignite old feuds, tear open old wounds. Oh man, there are some old wounds. Because... Not... Oh, wasn't that the name of a fucking episode from that fucking series? I think it was. I'm not sure which one. It would be a good name for his field trip with Katara. Ironically. I feel like that was the name of the episode. I'm going to look it up. Yep, book three. Ah. Although Old Wounds is, I'm pretty sure, just... It's a great book. God. If only the entire series had just been book three. Oh, yeah, for Corey, yeah, the whole thing had... I was talking to this one TV writer who always said, if you have your thesis down and remember it, you can get through TV writing a lot more easily. And I think it applies to... Other things, though, you can sort of naked lunch a book if you have enough ideas in your brain. Mm-hmm. But for narrative television, I think it's a good guiding principle. And they just really had actual ideas for book three of Korra. vision for book three. The, uh, the, like the best, definitely the best fight scenes were present in that book, right? Like The, the, the best f- fight scenes? Well, so here's the hard thing about evaluating that. Mm-hmm. Because what makes a fight scene good, there are multiple axes. Yeah. But one of them, and one that Avatar tries to lean on consistently, is that you're invested with the ramifications 
of all the conflict happening. Yes. So and that was the there is a book chance where... book two might have one or two artfully like laid out and composed fight scenes where they have an idea of what they want to convey. Mm-hmm. But because this is a story fight that we're live invest in the story and the story is vomiting out its own ass. God, it was such fucking... Those are lost. In fact, I am pretty sure if you were just ask, I don't know, a fucking student of the punching game in film about the fucking Bolin turnaround scene from book two, there was something there arrangement-wise or choreography-wise, but in terms of caring this is happening or why, it was, uh, it was a dark time. <laughs> Just do this fucking episode. We should just fucking do the core episode. All right, yeah. I, we'll fucking rip that band-aid off. Start watching it all again. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to point at the ceiling. I'm just going to call the shots. Next episode or the one after it, we will finally just do the fucking the, core episode. The Legend episode. of Korra. We'll do it. We'll, 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 like, get into it because I've been just sort of, you know, kind of alluding to it. It's just been this off-screen fucking thing. And I've been alluding to how much I fucking hated it. I didn't want to hate it. I really fucking wanted to like it. I was... I I, I think it's... We'll get to it. It's our, we'll I think it. it's our Sunflower Samurai. It, yeah. No, that's not, a, that's not a terrible fucking way of... What a great show. It's like I can empathize, I suppose, with people who um, disliked The Last Jedi as much as a lot of people did. It at least I think it is in this in this in such a context it is my last Jedi. I can almost understand that uh there's still an uncomfortably high chance that person is a reactionary, but otherwise That's I the thing I feel like emotional texture. I don't want to fucking be mistaken for a reactionary too, right? Because mm. like So here's Cora, right? And I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> But I will never make the argument. I will never even try to make the argument that uh, Cora is a Mary Sue. I no. wish she was a fucking I, I Mary Sue. I wish she Sue. was a Mary Sue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know how much more direction it would give the fucking plot if it was about how sweet this new character is? <laughs> that At least they think she is. It'd be fucking great. Instead of watching... You cannot fill your face the main character of a traditional fucking fantasy A to B epic tour guide it just it just doesn't fucking do it. Work. the show is just not subversive enough in any other respect that it ends up yeah this working. isn't fucking thomas coven in here <laughs> i would love to see avatar the last airbender a la franz kafka that sounds fascinating or i'm thinking dostoevsky a la Dostoevsky. I can only the imagine... avatar was a drunken man and a buffoon and he was known about town for his buffoonery Great. Oh god, it's gonna end up being like that fucking Philip Pullman book about Jesus. <laughs> we read books too. I don't know. Book hell was taken. Okay. Anyway, it has been a great time with you people. We will catch you next week with something. And at least before the time after next week, we will actually put our finger in this fucking bending thing. <sighs> read the way of the house husband oh it's magic it's a great time it's so good it, it does not demand very much of you either like attention span wise like that's been my issue is that i'm just like I just do not have a whole ton of free time right now can't really commit to like anything really to you know that you need to really invest yourself and you know your uh your attention span he would have it. a hell of a time getting into vinland saga right now 
Well, thankfully, I'm already into Vinland Saga. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but, but, but that, yeah, no, something something like that. It's just it's just good. It's I I don't I hesitate to call it empty calories. I would call it you know like bananas, I mean, like really good bananas, not empty calories. It's good for you. I would I would describe it at least the experience of empty calories. You are just sort of ramming sketch Doritos into your mouth because cotton candy you love grapes. that. It's like cotton candy grapes. Ah, cotton candy grapes. Technically, like that. you know, it's it's good for you. It also tastes like candy. It's good shit. All right, enjoy some good shit, people. It's Weeboo Hell. Fuck twelve. Fuck twelve. <laughs> <laughs>